and the other 94 countries listening to this podcast. Welcome to episode 197 of the most LASC podcast in the solar system. For those of you who don't know me by now, I doubt you'll ever know me, but I'm going to win a Grammy and a Tony and all things above me. Anyway, I'm the toast of the East Coast, your boy, Christian Philly Philemon. Joining me once again, back reunited in world famous Philemonster Studios in beautiful Burbank, California, the mouth of the South Bay, the king of scarves, the tyrant of threads, J.R. Liebert. The Scarf, what is good, Defenders Nation? Philly, I thought you were going to do the whole Good Morning Vietnam thing. Robin Williams all of a sudden. That's exactly what I was thinking about. But I was also thinking like Wayne's World 2, like, you know, Mr. Mr. Like the Screamer guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, I I wanted to go that way, but I don't want to blow out anybody's eardrums. You are also the Screamer guy. Yeah, that's That's for sure. Look, we are joined here in beautiful Philomonster Studios by friend of the podcast and member of Pride Republic, LAFC Luke. Uh, Luke, say hi to the millions. What's up, everyone? How's it going? I love it. Look, so we We've got Luke here. He's uh, he he came to us to figure out how to how he wants to maybe do or not do a podcast. So this <laughs> should be kind of fun having Luke here in Philomonster Studios. He's also going to talk about the game a little bit. Uh, look, this is a really exciting time for LAFC because we get a break. That's <laughs> right. We We're get excited about getting a break. Yeah, eight games in twenty eight days, and the roller coaster that we just went through. Heck. Just in the last 10 or 12 days, for that matter, the 2-0 win at Columbus, thinking, all right, we've righted the ship, we've gone through a couple of injuries, the absolute dumpster fire that happened down in Carson. But now look, this game in and of itself was a microcosm of May. Everything up. Yeah, everything down. Kind of like the stock market. Right. And my jobs and my emotion, my blood pressure and my alcohol tolerance. And look. All that we are going to care about when we look back on this match of the season, on our way to MLS Cup, on our way to Supporter Shield, being the best in the West End. The best in MLS. Is that we won this game 3-2. From what I understand, even with all of the crazy MLS rules, you get no more points for winning big or winning pretty and no less points for winning ugly. We won ugly. And you know what? Three points is good any way you slice it. Without a doubt. And for those of you who don't know our guest, Luke, why don't you let the millions and millions. And oh, millions. Actually, oh let, let's try that again. <laughs> hey, all like in unison. It. Let's let the millions <laughs> and, and millions. millions. Yeah, see, that sounds But I fun. liked it. That made it sound like we had millions and millions oh, the oh, way that oh, we did oh, it so multiple time. millions That now. was pretty good. All right. No, I like that. So, so uh, Luke, why don't you let the Defenders of the Bank listeners out there know a little bit about yourself yeah i mean uh yeah my name's L- at luke i am at lafc luke on twitter i have been an lafc supporter since 2015 when they announced Woo. the team oh gee and my husband and i were like should we do this we're like yeah let's do it so we signed up we're one of the original members of lafc we got to go in early with getting season tickets nice and we just Love it. I, I, you know, I've, I've loved soccer ever since I was a kid, but I never, <laughs> never saw myself being a, you know, uh, a season ticket holder going every single game, having half my wardrobe now in black and gold. <laughs> um, but that is what happens when you just fall in love with a team like this. And that's the beautiful thing about this club is we're all together here mainly because of one reason, because of our love for LAFC. Yeah. The probability of all of us hanging out in this room together would have been 
I'm not saying it couldn't have happened, but the fact that we do have something to bond over, something that we're passionate about. Yeah. I love the fact that this club has bonded so many people together. You've been here from the get-go. You've been here from the get-go. I've been here from the get-go. We've met so many people yeah. as a result of this club. And as much as we love the team, it's the community. It's it's the tribal atmosphere of things. It's it's Christmas tree lane, the togetherness of things. That's what makes the club special to me anyway. Yeah, Philly, and that works out well because you don't like people to begin with. So yeah, be, being the cynical East Coaster that you are. I mean, this, everyone's this, an a-hole until proven otherwise. <laughs> right? So, Luke, are you from LA originally? How did you get to LA? If you're not, what's what's? Yeah, well, so I grew up in Wisconsin and then the Detroit area in Michigan. Uh, went to school at the University of Michigan, and then I was like, "I'm getting out of I'm that getting out small of the school experience. I'm getting out of the Midwest. You're I'm a Wolverine. I am a Wolverine. <laughs> we I was got there. a Hoosier and a Wolverine. I was there when oh, Tom Brady was oh, our quarterback. Say more. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh no! Now I'm the one who really has to get out of the room right now. I had oh, nothing no. to. Do. I had no idea what I was about to set <laughs> Luke, up. I will I, never. I, I will never forget <laughs> the Orange Bowl against <laughs> Alabama coming back down from for coming back from 21 points down in the fourth quarter to oh. win it in overtime when Alabama missed a PAT. Oh. Never forget that. Luke, I liked you up until this moment because now this guy's, That's he's it. got that poop-eating grin on his oh. face, ear to ear, because he gets to talk about the greatest living American, yada, yada, yada. It is. Hey, I'm sorry, LAFC, the it. punk. We haven't heard a Tom Brady reference in a while, but this time it wasn't from the it scar. Wasn't. It was from our honored <laughs> statement <laughs> guest. I, that's look. I, I'm not going to say serendipity, but that's the closest thing to it, my friend. I love it. This so, is Philly's bad luck I, day. I, you, got a, you got a Wolverine and a Tom Brady fan. Oh, this is the best. But here's look. here's the thing. Here's the thing about growing up in Michigan. I didn't need to stay. I was like, I'm, I'm going to go to California. Right. So right. I moved out to California. Moved out to actually to San Francisco. Okay. Lived there for a while, and then I met the guy who brought me to Los Angeles. Nice. And uh, we got married, got a home, got dogs. We're all domestic and That's everything. That's awesome. Hey, welcome to the American Dream. <laughs> we all say. got mortgages, and we're right all right. my debt. <laughs> I don't have any money. All right, cool. I <laughs> uh, just want to remind everybody real quick that the Mauricio Mo Facio Futsal Court fundraising operations are absolutely underway. They are trying to build this court in South... Uh, actually, they are going to build this court in Southeast LA. And don't forget, LAFC, the LAFC Foundation, and the 3252 are partnering together to do this in Mo's honor. The link to donate is in our bio, so make sure you check that out. But oh my God, the link to donate today was in my belly. Can I just tell you? Say the what now? Cuer- the Cuervos. I, oh, I, I love oh, you. You had one of those burgers. burgers. You had one the, of those burgers. I had two of those burgers, too. my friend. Uh, <laughs> look, it was a long tailgate. I, I started, I, I was there, I was hungry. It was actually okay. a short tailgate and, scarf. And the problem was... A much shorter tailgate than we're accustomed the to. The problem stuff. was the burger was so good, so good, that I donated another $10 for a second burger. Let me tell you how wonderful that was. And then we got to do shots for Mo at our table today with Jonathan Reimer of Shoulder to Shoulder at Boozology. And we had plenty of people come by to do shots. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, I know uh, Jonathan raised, I, I, when we left like to five, go, 600 bucks. I was going to say, when we left to go do 110 football, they they were at least at $500 just for doing shots for Mo, which was incredible. That's a little fair amount of shots. And, 10 bucks a pop. Right? And then the, a lot of the drinkers line in this, uh, of burgers, the line just kept going and kept going. And all I thought was, this is awesome. This is exactly how Mo would want us to do this kind of a project. So many people coming together in so many different ways because he was, I mean, he was just the best person out there on, on Christmas tree lane. And we all miss him very, very, no very much. Rest in peace. Friend. One of the other things I do want to talk about real quick. We have Luke here, Luke. Uh, I, on 110 football today, I had our, our pride scarf on and I know 
with Pride Month coming up, this will actually be our, our last game in May, and we don't have a game for quite a while in June, but June is Pride Month, and I know that is obviously a topic very near and dear to your heart. Yeah, June is LGBTQ Pride Month. Uh, every year is June, uh, and we actually celebrate it here in Los Angeles that second weekend of the of June uh, and on Sunday, June 12th, uh, for the Pride Parade, the 3252 and Pride Republic are organizing a contingent in the Pride Parade. Nice. It's going to be in Hollywood. Uh, they're putting together a whole bunch of buses to take folks into it. So Something folks... Philly, you and you and Panda have marched in. Before, yeah, we, we, right? a couple of years ago with Mo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember yeah. concluding the walk with Mo having pictures. But no, we had an absolutely epic time. It was incredible. The turnout, amazing. I will. I will, so I will just. I would just note that uh, when we did that a couple years ago, there was another float in there for um, Carson, which yep. had like five people on it. Yeah, and huh. we had our like hundred folks jumping up and down. That's how we do it? And chanting and cheering and and dancing around, and it was just that's what Pride is about. It's <laughs> about just getting folks out and having a really great time. And so that we're doing that Sunday the twelfth. There'll be more information out there in the next in the in the coming days. So if anyone's interested in joining us. That is a ton of fun. Uh, and then on Saturday, June 18th, uh, we're going to have a watch party with the crew uh, in West Hollywood at Gym Bar. So nice. anyone who wants to come on mm. out to the watch party, we're playing Seattle yep. at noon. The Flounders. Yes, yes. It's going to be on national TV on the, yep. big, on the big ABC. Yeah, it's a really cool day. Noon for LAFC and then like 7, 730 for Angel City. Same bat building. Which is kind of cool too, because yeah. they'll, you know, same bat time, same bat. Philly looked at me funny when I said bat. It is building. a thing that people used to say, but right? No, yeah. I I get it, but like you know, you're you're you're. I don't know. I'm just thinking, Adam. I, I have nothing clever to say. <laughs> so yeah, I wasn't really even looking at you funny. I, I mean, I'm going to be at Lumen Field all day. That's I'll be up there uh, in Seattle. Well, uh, are you? Are you? I don't know if Philly is still pondering. I'm sort of on the fence about things. Like my only trepidation of going out there and spending money to go to Seattle is. Uh, I haven't paid off my ramp season tickets yet, and that's sort of a thorn in my side. I have this pressure, guys. Well, now and, we know where you're going to be. Well, if I don't go, I will absolutely. I had such a blast in the in the Pride Parade last time. I put makeup on my face. I I, I was out there cheer. Oh man, I had a blast. I, I meant but, for the watch party. Well, you're going to be there. Well, regardless, you're I'm going to have two I, weekends <laughs> with with that. With there the, you go with the with the LGBT and, folks. It might as well it. be freaking like 52 weekends to me i'm, 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 I'm there well, there's a well, party tell, on there let me tell you there's a third weekend yeah because, oh all right because we're playing red bull yeah the, the new jersey energy drink yeah, yeah. boy you're there welcome you anytime now. i'll forget the michigan Sun, stuff now <laughs> on sunday june 26th that is the official pride game okay for lafc yep. and it is a noon game which is Sorry to say it, not great because, you know, we'd love to celebrate <laughs> sure. into the night. Sure. So what we're actually going to do is we're going to have, you know, a tailgate out in front and beforehand. But then also we're planning on setting up the tent after the game out on Christmas Tree Lane to keep celebrating. I love that. That's awesome. The I, that's the first time that I've I've heard of, at least this is Scarf here talking. First time I've heard of any of the supporters group setting up a tent after to keep the party going. Well, I'm, we'll I'm see how we'll it. see how it goes. And, and look, one thing that that the Pride Tent is known for is having excellent mimosas. Can I? Will there be mimosas at the? Uh, I mean, I will definitely ask. All right, and uh, all right. Let, let's let's say that it's definitely a possibility. I love it. I remember what was it like? We went down like Paul hooked us up. There's like a He Man and a Skeletor drink. Am I am oh, I yeah. making this up? Oh yeah. What what's what were in those concoctions? They were fantastic. <laughs> I will not reveal. Ah, <laughs> yeah. yes. Magician never reveals his tricks. I like it. Yes. Fair enough. Fair enough. That is awesome. Yeah. Look, we. we uh, 
just want to remind everybody out there again, even though we don't have many games in the month of June, please remember that June is indeed Pride Month, LGBTQ Pride Month, and we celebrate it every June. But uh, Philly, you you hit the nail on the head, man. It's 52 weeks a year. It's it, it's all Agreed. inclusive. That's what this club is all about. Family. Shol- shoulder That's to shoulder. Yep. And, uh, and look, if it can bring... Everybody together in the city of Los Angeles, the most diverse, eclectic city in the United States, if not the world. What a beautiful game. What a beautiful reason. And Luke, we couldn't be happier to have you on the pod today. But no, I'm thrilled. Absolutely. I mean, think we got a Wolverine and a Hoosier in the room. We're civil with each other. And we're right actually now. sitting next to each other and not beating each other up. <laughs> well, or, or you mock it and throwing it in my I face mean, that this shit's a better school than never, Indiana. It was never really a rivalry when it came to football oh. or basketball, quite honestly, because y'all always beat us. So there I mean, we just sort of understood where we were. And... and we got to hear about Tom Brady. Uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do the rundown for the episode. We have yeah, a very yeah. quick This Day in LAFC history, followed by a very quick news and notes and a quick look at both Las Vegas Lights and Angel City Football Club. A breakdown of the match versus San Jose. And of course, we will look at the standings and the schedule. A quick reminder, if you're not already, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Defenders of the Bank and on Twitter at Defend the Bank. And with that, I bring you this day in LAF. Before you do that, Scarf, I love how you remind them to follow, but tell your friends. Tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your cousins, tell everybody about Defenders of the Bank. We need to open up and expand on the millions. And millions. Let's, Let's try that one. Like, all right, see, all right, all right. That's, that's better. So okay, better. fair enough. No, I get it. We just tell everybody. We need to have a guest all the time. This is the best. No, this is fun. Look, this day in LSU. You having a good time, Luke? I just, like, I having a good I just time? like interrupting him. Uh, he oh. does. He does this you, all but, the time. But are you having a good time? <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. What I love is because I've podcasting involves alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> because no great story ever started with we're not having salads. <laughs> Look, what I love is that because Luke is here, we're actually trying to be on time and on the rails for this one. We're putting we're on our best behavior for Luke. So oh this is this is as good as it gets, my friend. It's, uh, <laughs> it's all downhill from here. If you really want to know what Philly and Scarf are up to and how immaculate Philly Monster Studios is without getting a biased perspective, ask Luke. Yeah, Luke, you hit up LAFC Luke on the Instagrams. Uh, and by the way, I'm holding a Red Bull while you're holding a cup full of tequila. So uh, yes, I said what? Who poured two? that tequila? Uh, I, he asked me to pour that. No, tequila. you are the most heavy-handed bartender you said I've come three across fingers, all day today. I have bigger hands. No, than no, 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 no. Like you, you gave me three fingers and then an extra middle <laughs> finger because there's a <laughs> lot of tequila in here. So we are recording this episode because Luke is helping to keep us as far on the rails as we possibly can. On the same day the game happened, May 28th, and on May 28th, 2018. Walker Zimmerman scores his first U.S. men's national team goal and dons the captain armband in a 3-0 win over Bolivia. So for at least tonight, it was Captain America, Walker Zimmerman on the back line for the U.S. men's national team. And that's it for this day in LAFC history. It's a quick one. Just want to give a quick congratulations to Nathan Ordaz, Christian Torres, and Tony Leone, who were all called in for the last training camp before the U-20 CONCACAF Championship that will be played in Honduras from June 18th to July 3rd. They were called into Mexico's under-20 national team. So a big congratulations to three of our four homegrown signings. I know Eric Duenas has been hurt for quite some time, so I'm not sure what he's doing uh, right His, now in terms of... What a of, bad ankle, man. Like, for yeah, like a year and a half, it seems. It, it does seem like he's been hurt for quite a while. I hope there's nothing serious going on with Eric Duenas. Uh, that's really it for news and notes. But what we would like to do on a couple of the last few podcasts is to highlight a former player just to see like a where are they now kind of a type thing. And on this episode, the former player spotlight, we'll take a look at Joshua Perez. 
Perez. And don't worry, there's a tie-in to today's episode. That's why I chose Josh. Josh was added to the inaugural roster on August 8th, 2018, kind of towards the end of our season, on a free transfer from Italian Serie A side Fiorentina, the former highly touted U.S. men's national team prospect who played with Christian Pulisic, Tyler Adams, and many others as he rode through the U.S. men's national team system, would play just 21 minutes over two matches in our inaugural year of 2018 before earning a bit more burn in 2019. He would play in 13 regular season matches and one U.S. Open Cup tilt, and his best performance, Philly, surely you remember this, would come at the bank against... San Jose. That's right. There's your tie-in in August of 2019 as Josh got the start and scored the final of four goals in the 4 nothing drubbing of the Earthquakes. That was Josh's only goal. Scored in black and gold and he did it against San Jose. I can still see how excited he was when oh my he did it. God. <laughs> he was that so was, thrilled. And, and, was and honestly, I feel like everybody who knew Josh's story, right? And he was a kid from, I think he's from like Montebello local kid, right? Yeah. Everyone he was a higher him. prospect than Christian Pulisic he was. was coming up. That team is incredible. If you go back and look at the team photo of them all celebrating, he's right next to Pooley and to Tyler Adams and all these guys that are just killing it overseas. But hey, hold <laughs> poor, on. Poor, poor guy. I, I would he's much not look, killing it. Let's let's talk about his his career after LAFC. He was so happy to score that goal though. And we were all so happy for. It. Oh my god. He like ran over to the north end. He yes. was just Yes. That was I can see it in that in that left that right hand corner there of the north. That was unreal. Since his days at LAFC ended though, Philly, tell me if you wouldn't trade with him for a minute. He spent some time in Spain with Castellon and Abitha before finding regular burn with the USL side Miami FC. So Castellon and Abitha to play professional sports. Yeah, that's a rough life. Before he heads to the party in the city and the heat is on all night on the beach till the break of dawn. He was going to Miami FC. You're welcome. He has started all 12 USL games in the midfield this season for Miami FC and has tallied two goals. Philly, we've also got to watch him at the bank with the El Salvador men's national team. Yeah, no doubt. I was about to say, we've seen him get more run playing for uh, for El Salvador than than anybody else. And it feels like every time that we go to Bank of California Stadium for an international match, it's usually El Salvador playing somebody. <laughs> somebody, we're, right? We're hanging out with our buddy from who's now the bass player for Corn, Rod Diaz. Yeah, it was Chile and El Chile. Salvador. And we saw Josh Perez yet again. It's like every time we see somebody who's not LAFC at the bank, <laughs> it's Josh Perez. Yeah, I mean, you just got to go to name drop in the middle of all that like like we didn't just hear what you just said yeah look we love our boy rod diaz and look he was the the bass player for suicidal tendencies before he got all big and corporate and went to corn now don't tell raw he went corporate (laughs) raw will never go corporate (laughs) no i'm hoping he was sitting on that couch at some point petting schmitty mcmittens like a lot of our other guests in the past where did he just say happy birthday to nina from on that post what country is he it's like slovakia i think he's in slovakia right yeah i mean corn's on a global tour right now life is hard for rod Diaz. That's that's our buddy Ra. We love him. Yeah, Philly, he's only been called up to the El Salvador men's national team since June of last year, and he's already made 16 caps and scored three times. We've talked an awful lot about Josh Perez, but that was a fun little look back. Let's look at the uh the Las Vegas Lights Philly played one of my favorite names in all of USL Championship, the El Paso Locomotive. All right. Still one of my favorite names for sure at Cashman Field on Friday in Vegas. Though El Paso saw red just before the half. Philly. Where did Dylan Morris play his final year of soccer college ball? Should I sing the song or should I just give the name? It's up to you. Indiana or Indiana. 
Indiana, we're all for you. That's right, Michigan. We will fight for the cream and crimson and the glory of old IU. So Dylan Morris scored in the 62nd minute. Who, who, who? Who's who your, cares? Uh, I get it. Yeah, right. I uh, it turned out to be the only goal scored in the entire match and another riveting one nothing loss for the Las Vegas Lights. So uh, they lost a real quick one there. But Angel City takes on New York or New Jersey, New York, Gotham. I think the Jersey comes first in this case. Uh, New Jersey, New York, Gotham at the bank tomorrow, Sunday, May 29th. And again, I'm pretty sure Robert Lewandowski's sister is playing on New Jersey, New York, Gotham, which could be kind of fun. Compelling storyline, considering the fact that we stole, by we, I mean Angel City, steals Freya, steals Didi Haricic, and right. a couple other like players and staff. That's going to make for a very exciting bout at Bank of California it Stadium. It is. I can't wait to be back there tomorrow, but that's all we're going to talk about with Angel City because we don't want to step on the Angel City Chicks territory because you and I don't want to sleep on the couch. I slept on the couch last night. We have triplets now. <laughs> you do. You have three really cute kittens. Yeah, th- thank, thanks to your girlfriend friend by the way i was still in mourning you god bless rest in peace schmitty yes. mcmittens but yeah. they are very very cute they thank are, you right? I, I, and, I'm a, and i'm a dog person so. <laughs> <laughs> so uh philly let's talk about the roller coaster that we just played over at bank of california stadium san jose yes, let's coming into the match look philly they got a new coach matias almeida he definitely showed himself the door with what he was doing towards he's the been end. wanting to show himself he, the door he figured out if i cut his hair it's like right? i want out yeah so uh alex covello is the interim manager he still has the tag of interim right now for san jose look they've played much better as of late notwithstanding that two nothing loss to sacramento republic in the open cup no you're 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 right so i mean this is a team that's only won 3 games but they've managed to lose 5 but yet tie 5 other than lafc and austin there's no other team in the western conference that has put up more goals than the san jose earthquakes so a team that their record is not indicative of their performance yeah. yes they're 3 5 and 5 yes they don't win on the road but they managed to beat seattle twice yeah. they managed to beat a couple of teams. Obviously, they tied Vancouver. Vancouver's a dumpster fire, but it's a completely different team. They've got some really talented players there. We've got one of the league leaders and goal scorers, as in Jeremy Obobese, Christian Espinoza, one of the most exciting young up-and-coming players. Just tell our guy on on Twitter again, how is it pronounced? Jeremy what? Obobese. Yeah, thank you. That was, this dude is a dumpster fire. So, I mean, the guy announcing the game, with with all due respect, actually with no due respect, (laughs) bring on Philly in the scarf. I promise you. That's my favorite. When someone says with all due respect they do not mean anything with respect no i'm that's why i said for, with no due respect is really <laughs> what i meant to say put philly in the scarf on tudn and let us carry the game no no at no, no. The very we want to be on twitter not on tudn whatever <laughs> you know what i want to be on any network hashtag hire philly and the scarf we will call a better game than these chuckleheads on twitter we will Get the names right. We will be more exciting. We will call an unbiased game. Hashtag hire Philly in the scarf to call games. <laughs> yeah, look, it was rough. Look, this is also a team, Philly. You've talked about this several times leading up to this match. 0-4-1 on the road this season. Of course, they are coming to the unfriendly confines of Bank of California Stadium. Carlos Vela, by the way, who would not be playing in this match. Five goals and four assists in just four matches, excuse me, five matches against San Jose. Nine points. I mean, the dude is an earthquake killer. But that being said, he wasn't going to play today. So let's get into the lineups, Philly. So San Jose comes out in a 4-2-3-1 
led by keeper J.T. Marchinkowski, who I, I swear to God sounds like somebody out of Gears of War, or like a or like, the character from Monsters Inc. <laughs> that's, Kitty. That's that's. <laughs> we got a lot of kitties running around here, by the way. Oh my God! Literally, all three of them are on my feet right now, playing with my headphone cord. Defender Paul Marie Tanner Beeson, just Nathan and Tommy <laughs> Thompson. Midfielders Eric Remedy, who I've decided I just don't like watching Eric Remedy play. Jan Gregus, Cade Cowell. All right. Prove me wrong, Cade Cowell was made in a lab. No, dude, that kid, he you you remember the story, the infamous story about Danny Almonte, yes. the Little League baseball player who was like 25 when he played in, not 25. He was but, like 18 or something like that. I mean, that, he looks right. like Zach Morris on steroids <laughs> with a mullet. This is a man-child. Oh, yeah, no, look, Cade Cowell looks his, like... His mullet weighs more than you do. <laughs> he's, there's going to be like Chuck Norris stories, like underneath his beard is another fist. Underneath his mullet is another soccer player just waiting Cade to run Cowell out. Cade Cowell is trans. <laughs> but no, Cade Cowell honestly looks like if you gave a regular MLS player super soldier serum and then had him go out and be uh, an MLS player. Cade Cowell, kid is, is he still like 18, 19 years old? I mean, Jesus. I mean, he. this is a kid that you would expect to go to a high school prom. No, this guy looks like he's ready to fight Conor McGregor in the <laughs> octagon. Add forward, Jamiro Montero coming over from Philadelphia. Christian Espinosa, who has the same first name as my podcast partner. And Jeremy Ibobasi. That's right. Ah, the thorn in our side. The uh, former U.S. men's national team player who, if he keeps playing like this or just keeps playing LAFC, he will get plenty more looks with the U.S. men's national team. Uh, they got a bunch of players in the 18, including Shea Salinas, who I think leads uh, San Jose Earthquakes all time in appearances, or a second to Wando. That guy's still playing. Look, he's still playing. He came in in like the 80 something minute today. The guy's was, 80 something himself. He, he really is, but he's good friends with the assistant coach. I just there was a little part of me at one point that just wanted Chris Wondolowski to to rip off the uh, the coaching jacket there and put on a uniform and get back out there. Something about Chris Wondolowski. Dude is just a legend, man. It was cool to see him back at the bank. I, I'm always going to celebrate a career the likes of which of Chris Wondolowski. I mean, that's like the uh, that's like somebody staying at a company company for like 30 years. It yeah. just doesn't exist in today's day and age. The fact that he's been a part of San Jose for as long as he has been, you got to tip your hat off to him. Sure, we can, you know, you kick him under the rug for what happened as uh, during his tenure with the U.S. men's national team yeah, when he missed that game. bunny against yeah. Belgium. But, I mean, in terms of a major league soccer career, you're never going to have a finer career than that of a Chris Wondolowski. And how crazy. Houston let him go, right, to go to San Jose. I mean, imagine if Houston Dynamo would have had a player like Chris Wondolowski. They still would have sucked, <laughs> So did San Jose, for that they matter. They sucked, so. too. Look, uh, that being said, Philly, that's the lineup for San Jose, including one of their assistants. That might be the first time we've highlighted an assistant coach mm-hmm. this season. Philly, LAFC coming out in a, dare I say, unorthodox formation. I mean, that's one way to put it. 3-5-2. We haven't seen any tinkering like that since last season. Uh, uh, when Bob attrition. the Builder was Bob the Tinkerer. Why? Because he literally had nothing and he tried to throw as much whatever to stick to the wall. But in between the pipes, no question, hands down the greatest goalkeeper we have ever had in the history of <laughs> our club okay. one Maxime Crepeau starting and you know what we're going to say why we will never say speak badly about him again Sebastian Ibiaga boy did he earn a stretch you today. keep saying you'll never speak badly about him I had no problem the last few weeks oh, speaking badly about Sebastian Ibiaga look if I saw Sebastian Ibiaga in a dark alley I would hide and run the other way he's a giant human but you would do the same with Bryce Duke that that no listen no he is <laughs> with his new logo for his his whole line of I don't know lifestyle brand or whatever it is I mean, he looks like a Hollister model <laughs> he I mean he 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 strikes he strikes fear in the heart of nobody. Uh, but Love that being you, Bryce said, Duke. Look, Sebastian, I know I got on you, and and look, you know you didn't play well for the last couple of matches. That being said, 
you sure shut me up today. We'll yeah, talk oh, about yeah. that in a little bit. I, we, I, we, I apologize to you on 110 football as well. Yeah, and we so. joked about it during the 110 show. It's we like did. anytime you've actually like verbally pooped on somebody, they've turned <laughs> I, around and actually had really good I, games. I called out Cheeky Palacios. He winds up having seven straight games where he's like, oh, there's your uh, all 11 at the end of the season left back. But if there's anybody that knows you, it would be Cheeky Palacios. She picked him up at the airport for Christ's sake. Now, sakes. let's be real. I didn't pick him up at the airport. But you were I, there. I was there when he, he arrived and he had a whole contingent of LAFC faithful including Ro- Ro- Roxy, man. I haven't seen Roxy around. I haven't seen a, Roxy in a minute. In a while. But that being said, the Philly, ADD is really like yeah, kicked in severely. Yeah, All right, let's, let's get to it. So Ilya Sanchez starting in the back line and a lot of people with the question mark. Oh God, why is Ilya back there? Philly, dare I say that is our wait. What moment of the podcasting? Ilya Sanchez as our only center back? But see, here's the thing. I don't view that as a wait what moment due to the fact what? that when he was a member of Sporting Kansas City, he was a Swiss Army knife. Peter Vermees utilized him in the back line when Sporting Kansas City had nobody. This is a position that Ilya Sanchez <laughs> so we is had very nobody. much familiar there you go. with. We literally had nobody. But this is a position that Ilya Sanchez is, is comfortable in. And obviously he would press up top. I would say this. I would rather have Ilya Sanchez play back there than one Kellen Acosta. But we'll talk about I mean, that in a little sure. bit. sure. My, my, the bigger issue to me, though, Philly, comes with Jesus David Murillo being you out. You mean our yellow. automatic walking yellow card Look, making machine. We, we joke about it, right? Each and every match. because And then he gets a yellow card. But and this, he, he was suspended. That's why he didn't this play This is what happens when you have a Diego. Chara or a Jesus David Murillo. They have to sit out really important matches. I'm sorry, this was a really important match. And we just need Murray moving forward to be a little more mature. And speaking of moving forward, this is the longest starting lineup announcement in the history of Defenders of the Bank. You're doing great. Thank you, sir. Mama Dufal. (laughs) Rounding up the the five that we have in the midfield, one Kellen Acosta, Jose Cifuentes, Latif Blessing, Pancho Janela, who his entire career can be summed up by a backheel pass. We'll talk more about that later. Ryan Hollingshead, who has seen a lot of success as a member of the Black and Gold. And up top, Chicho Arango, if I... uh, Dare utilize the the accent and the voice of the broadcaster calling Bri- this game. Brian Silver, I think was his name. Brian, you suck. Silver is more like I think it. that's his name. And then Brian Rodriguez. Brian, oh Brian, down the left flank, he certainly came a flying. Finish the damn song, Scarf. Anyway, this is a long-winded way of us saying this is the starting lineup. Let's get into the match. (laughs) That's right. Look, uh, it didn't take long for this match to pop off kind of nicely. Sixth minute, Sifu to Latif, and the ball played back to Ryan Hollingshead. Not Brian, but Ryan. uh, Taken down in the box, and it turned out it was the the broadcaster. We were listening to it. I don't know if that's a PK, and then they showed the other angle. I was like, oh, yeah, he totally got taken out there. Ryan Hollingshead doing a lot of little things for LAFC. And in the seventh minute, Philly, I think it actually may have even been in the eighth minute with the the run-up that Chicho Arango had on this PK. But Philly, you, my friend, have a little song for this player who scored a goal on the PK. His name is Chicho, Chicho Arango, surpassed Rossi with all his golosos. Oh, yes, it's Chicho, Chicho Arango. Keepers, he's thrashing in checks. He is cashing. Yes, it's Chicho. He scored a PK. He did. We're up one nothing, Philly after just seven minutes. And look, you called it on 110 football. You said history will not repeat itself. We will not be off to a slow start. And it would be Chicho. Chicho Arango with the goal. And really nice for LAFC to start off on the front foot, especially after the performance that we talked about in Carson there. Look, it was really nice to see us go up one nothing instead of down one nothing early. Luke, your thoughts. 
I mean, it was great to see, and 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 you know, we we may get into it at some point, but the thirty two fifty two were quiet for the first twelve oh, yeah. minutes. Yep, and so it was sort of this eerie quietness with the twenty or so, uh, uh, let's call them the ultras uh, that were up in section uh, two nineteen or whatever it yeah, is for San Jose. Yes, yeah, yes, drum drumming away, and that was about all you could hear, except for a few crowd noises here and there. Yeah, uh, and then suddenly this goal happens, and <laughs> just the place, just you know, the, the the roof comes off the place because we're like, oh wow, we 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 might actually win this thing uh, right? after after whatever and, that was. And people were coming in. Look, it's L.A., so people got to their seats a little bit later than they probably should have. We've all talked about how the parking situation at the bank is less than ideal. And and they're probably coming in three, four, five, six minutes in. Go, why is it, why is it so quiet at the bank? Well, we'll talk about why when we talk about this next goal in yep. just a second. But it, it was a beautiful time to be able to start one nothing. No, I would agree. And Scarf, I really want to tip my hat off to the San Jose Earthquake fans who made the trip. All thirty of your season ticket holders and ultras <laughs> made that trip from PayPal Park to uh, to our the friendly confines of Bank of California Stadium. Right. And by the way, congratulations that you upgraded your toilet paper TIFO to Long Oak Tag. Very very nice. Congratulations. <laughs> your your showing and your performance. It was amazing. Far louder than anything we've ever heard at PayPal Park. Dare, yeah. I, dare I say it? There more of them at our stadium than the last time that uh, I've been up to uh, San Jose's uh, whatever the name of their park PayPal is. Park PayPal yep. Park yeah uh, you know in in their little section that they have yeah uh, it's adorable yep. they don't have, oh Mike D <laughs> I, I will say this though knowing knowing what I do know from several of the members of Thirty Fifty Two the the one supporters group that they do have or at least their most vocal one or most put together one did take very good care of our guys in the 3252 when they went back up there so okay fair they, enough they they are a nice people they are a small group of people but they are a nice people uh let's talk it's about it's not the about th- the size of the group it's about the motion <laughs> in the emotion i i feel like you're channeling something different in the 13th minute and this was something that you could not have scripted better straight out of hollywood so, so what happened was the North End was quiet for the first 12 minutes. And if you're wondering when are why, we going to explain that? There are 11 players on the pitch and the 12th man is in yeah. the stands. It might be something if you're, for instance, a Seattle Seahawks fan, they wave that 12th man flag everywhere. Uh, the Texas A&M Aggies, I think, have a big thing in their stands, the 12th man. Uh, so the 3252 and the 22,000 at Bank of California Stadium, because of how connected they are with the team, they really do feel like and represent the 12th man going on or 12th person, 12th, whatever you would like to say on on the pitch uh, is the 11, 3252 or the 12th in the stand. So that's why I, I, I have a feeling I don't want to quote anybody from the 3252 or misquote anybody, but it may have had something to do for for all of you that think it had something to do with just the performance in Carson on Wednesday, it did not. It has to do with five years. And I, again, I don't want to speak on behalf of anybody in 3052, but this is what I've I have heard and we've been told. It has to do with five years of playing down in Carson, not finding results, sometimes playing at the bank, not finding results. And it was all kind of compounded. It came to a head in the way that we played on Wednesday in the Open Cup match. So there's going to be a lot of things circulating around on the internet. That is the the cursory view. Again, Philly and I, while we pay our 3252 member dues, we are not members of the North End. And we will not mem- speak on behalf of them. A- absolutely. Nor are we members of any of the official or unofficial supporters groups that are out there on Christmas Tree Lane and do so much for this club, not just in the stands on game days, but with all of the charity work, with all of the fundraising, with all the philanthropy that they do, especially this year when we're trying to raise money for the Mauricio Facio 
Memorial futsal court. We're not here to speak on that, but I'll say this. I said it on 110 football. I thought it was a really powerful message that the 3252 chose to send right as they begin to cheer at the end of what would be the 12th minute on to the 13th. Brian. Yes, Brian. Down the left wing, he went flying. It was such a beautiful thing to see. And here is my promise to the millions. And millions. millions. Next episode will be the fully finished, fully formed Brian song. Because, because... We got good stuff happening in this game uh, later on. All right, so I'm Luke, just saying. Luke, you and I are, are are bearing witness to what he just said. Yeah. So if he does not do this, we both need to take it upon ourselves to hold him accountable. And by way of holding him accountable, what can we do to torture him if he doesn't produce Brian's song by the next podcast? Since you're the guest, I'll let you come up with the first devious idea. Wow. Putting oh you on the spot there, Luke. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. I know, right? Here, take take a second. I'll explain what happened with Brian. Luke's going to think about what, well, how I'll be tarred and feathered and tortured or whatever else that I'm about to have. Oh, my God. I, I don't think I, we need to figure but, anything else out. You already picked your boys. But I that like being it. said, it wasn't Brian with the goal on this no. one. It was Brian with the beautiful pass. He was probing and waited and waited and waited. Makes the cross to Ryan Hollingshead. Tell me, Luke, Philly. If you had Ryan Hollingshead 13, 14 matches into the season as your second leading scorer on LAFC, oh my goodness. I mean, we knew he could score when we brought him in because he scored on us he did. when he was with FC Dallas. Look at this. Our guest bringing in some pearls of wisdom. But to get a brace in one game and then to get that goal in this one in the in the bottom left-hand corner. I mean, Beautiful that, goal. Just beautiful. He's got four goals on the season, which is crazy, in particular coming from a defender. But he's right. a guy who has scoring prowess. And you know what? Who cares where it comes? from we're a deep team we've had what 12 13 players scoring goals for the black and gold that's awesome and you're talking about how it it was an eerie silence when chicho had the pk and i actually have video footage of the north end and there was I, there's like one like, or two beer showers. Old habits die hard. So someone it's kind didn't, of fun to see that. Didn't get yeah, the I was memo. wondering about the beer showers. Yeah, there, there were very, it was like one yeah, it, Modelo. That it, was, it, was like a, it was like a half a Modelo. It was, it was a half a Modelo. But then when they came in, right around the 12th minute, oh, it was awesome. I mean, the, my, my arm hairs just, just raised. And yeah. the, the volume was deafening. And shortly thereafter, that's when Brian... Yep. And he was actually on the right wing. Ryan. He was actually on the right wing, too. I know the song goes down the left wing. He went flying. But this was down the right wing. And it was a beautiful setup for Ryan Hollingshead. Again, this is what Brian Rodriguez has done so well since even those last few matches under the Bob Bradley era where he was really our best passer that we had left out on the pitch. This is what he has been able to do so, so well. We'll talk about him again a little bit later in the podcast. But again, what I love so much, we're 13 minutes into the match. Ryan Hollingshead has earned a PK for us and has now slotted one home. I mean, this is a great start to the match for Ryan Hollingshead, the veteran leader that we now have there. I don't know, he's on the back line in the midfield. The guy is, has and really, he's a great humanitarian. really had to play everywhere. And I mean, all right, we're off to the races. Certainly nothing three minutes later bad could happen. I mean, LAFC doesn't usually give up 
goals right after we score them, That's right? That dangerous score of 2-0 that you never want to right. just be that, up by. I've never understood that. Look, soccer gods, please someone out there explain to me why they say 2-0 is far worse than... I've never understood why 2-0 is worse than one nothing. but maybe San Jose tried to show us. Yeah, and if we're talking to the soccer gods, I'd still like to know what it is that Pancho Janela's agent had in terms of his negotiating ability because half a million bucks... A brilliant man. Half a million bucks, He's making man. even more than that in guaranteed compensation. Now. And so here's the reason why I'm picking on Pancho Janela. He is my punching bag when it comes to LAFC players. He's the one player who has consistently failed to impress me. At the very least, Brian will will, will turn some heads with some maneuvers. But Pancho Janela to me is just kind of like it's kind of like a vanilla player. He's just there and he's serviceable. However, <laughs> he was very much responsible for uh, what happened a couple of minutes after Ryan Holling said. He gets completely stripped. San Jose ends up scoring a poor clearance by LAFC. And the one player that we wanted to watch out for, the leading scorer on the team, the thorn in our side who scored against us wearing an ugly green Portland jersey, is now scoring against us again in an uglier blue smurf colored jersey Jeremy Abobasi netting his eighth goal of the season and you have to say that was all on Poncho poor clearance absolutely stripped I think it was Montero yeah. who got the assist yeah. on that play and Montero and all, stripped him as well and all of a sudden we are now in a dangerous precarious and, position and look I feel like though Philly you played high school basketball one of the <laughs> rules making me sound like Al Bundy right now no no it's seven touchdowns for Paul Kai in one Four. game I think it winds up being <laughs> anyways uh, what I what I've always learned and and I coach this to my kids when I coach my fourth fifth sixth seventh and eighth graders you never inbound the ball underneath your own basket you don't pass underneath your own goal and that's exactly what we had LAFC doing passing it back across the mouth of their own goal so when Montero dispossesses Poncho on this ball he is in a perfect spot then to have a little one-two with Jeremy Abobasi. it went from Abobasi to Montero back to Jeremy Abobasi. and look Maxime Cropot or Manny Neuer or whoever else could have been back there it wouldn't have mattered they hung him out to dry on that one it was really really frustrating and just like that it's 2-1 so all those good feelings everything that we had through the first 15 minutes now i just again i picture samuel jackson in jurassic park hold on to your butts like we knew we were in for a little bit of a roller coaster in fact in the 23rd minute chicho arango with a circle button move that would be the spin move that they do on a playstation circle button and he takes the shot from distance saved pretty Easily, to be perfectly honest, by JT Marchinkowski, there was a wide yep, absolutely. open Brian. Yes, Brian, on the right wing, he was open. <sighs> no, on the right wing, we were all crying. Look, yeah. that was the situation. Had he gotten the ball, look, I don't even think Christian Ramirez would have gaffed or boofed on that situation. <laughs> he was completely wide open, but Chicho had enough mustard behind that shot. March Marcinkowski, <laughs> you got to tip your hat to him. He's not a bad keeper. He's actually pretty decent when it really comes down sure. to it. So a, a lesser keeper, and there are plenty in this league, would have allowed that goal. Uh, Chicho Arango was very close to getting my, his second goal of the game. My only criticism on Chicho was Every now and then, I would like him to be a little bit more of a distributor. Every now and then, I want Brian to be more selfish, and I want Chicho to be a little bit more of a distributor. Uh, uh, that being said, though, we have this great opportunity, and then they go on the counter. Oh, they go on the counter, all right. Um, but here, here, here's the deal. We're in the 24th minute right now. Okay. I will never, and I'm going to quote Chris Jericho on this, I will never, yeah. ever talk negatively about Sebastian Ibiaga. and. I mean, I'm loud. Dude, I was in a rock band. I'm just, I'm loud be, huh. to begin with. I got you. All right. You, you know this, You're right? great. I mean, you've been with me, what, five years? Who? 
Exactly. Go on. <laughs> Sebastian Ibiaga, absolutely stonewalled. Jeremy Obobese, Jeremy Obobese salivating. Had his opportunity at a brace. We'll talk about more about his brace later. But Sebastian Ibiaga absolutely made the single most important play of the game, if not the single most important play of his career as a member of LAFC. Sure. At this point, it certainly was the difference between a tie game and, and, and the lead. Sebastian Ibiaga, wow. Some people will claim he is not a starter. He is serviceable. He is a substitute coming in in the 75th minute at best. That was a world-class defensive maneuver, and thankfully he was there because he absolutely stonewalls Jeremy Obobese. And Jeremy Obobese really is much like a player like Zlatan at this point. I'd love to compare the numbers. The number of, goal, number of goals it's against close. LAFC yeah. Zlatan's had and the number of goals Jeremy Obobese has because they're getting up there. No, but they, Sebastian Ibiaga stonewalls him, and that was incredible. And look, it, Sebastian only had a chance to stonewall him because Obobese totally whiffs on the first touch. That is a goal for, look, uh, I'll say it. If that's Chicharito for the Galaxy, we know he's putting that ball away. Heck, if that's Cade Cowell, I think, and not Jeremy Obobese, because Cade Cowell actually has redwood trees for legs, I think he finds a way to put that one away. I was shocked that Obobese missed the sitter. And then on the second and even third opportunity, Sebastian Biago, there were several times, and again, I've already apologized to Sebastian on 110 football. I've just done it here as well. There were several times where his my one, apology. For what? I don't know. For everything. Uh, no. But there were several. You loved it. <laughs> he, he really does love to interrupt me, Luke. We were talking about it, it, that. It, it's the, so uh, much fun. I just love getting him off course. The 1v1 defending from Sebastian <sighs> Ibiaga this match was incredible. Mm-hmm. And look, this is a guy who, again, is our fourth or fifth string center back at the end of the day. Eddie Segura is not healthy. Jesus David Maria but wasn't was going to be the out 18. there. Right. He was, which. Oh, he was on the field. God, I just yep. wanted. I just out there he was on the field for for two matches this week yeah he, <laughs> he was fought in the last out one. on the field in the fight <laughs> at the end of the the Carson match and then uh yeah there you go look uh you mentioned Jeremy Obobese Jeremy Obobese turns out he's a, he's a really good player a U.S. men's national team caliber striker the best 1.67 million that San Jose can spend on getting a player right um you gotta think when Steve Chirondolo is putting things on the whiteboard there that he circles Jeremy Obobese as like, hey, maybe on a set piece, we we should mark him. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I think you and I playing FIFA would probably come to the same conclusion. I, I don't understand how he came from about two, three yards outside the box, just makes a little jog into the box, sits himself uh, about two, three yards behind our nearest defenders. The ball falls right at his feet into the back of the net. On a play where, Philly, I'll say this, you and I might have had a chance of putting that ball away. How do you leave Jeremy Abobasi unmarked in the middle of the box? He's already scored on you once, should have now scored on you twice. And now for the third time in 31 minutes, Jeremy Abobasi strikes. Uh, that's what happens when you put midfielders in the back line. Uh, confusion. <sighs> these, are, these are players that haven't... Elias Sanchez is versatile, but I mean, he he's a great midfielder. He's a great midfielder, but he got caught snoozing on that play. If you go back to the to the uh, the replay of it, yeah. he's there. He's looking at it, but Jeremy Obobese could have practically driven his Mack truck. Sure. Or maybe his Ford Bronco. A truck? Well, maybe a Ford Bronco. Okay. Maybe Ford a Toyota a Forerunner. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Sponsor defenders of the bank. You <laughs> like the little subtle tie-in right there. You and I were, would have been 
would have been able to put that in the back of the net. That's how wide open he was. And all of a sudden, Jeremy Abobasi, starting the game off with seven goals on the season, yeah. now has nine, but you also have to tip your hat to the other dangerous player that the San Jose Earthquakes have. Christian Espinosa coming corner. into this game. Yeah, right off the set piece. Four goals, four assists prior to connecting with Abobasi, and now he's sitting with five assists, tied with Jan Gregush in terms of their leaders for assists. Yeah. I mean, these are the two most dangerous players on the field, and they connected to tie this game. Look, it was a very odd first 30 minutes, 31 minutes of this game. We had the high highs. We had the kind of awkwardness in the stadium when <laughs> they had, realized yeah, you had silence. Yeah, the exactly. 32-52 was quite, all you could hear. You were absolutely right, Luke. All you could hear were the were the ultras over on the opposite side there. I mean, it was, it was a weird first 30, 31 minutes. 33 minutes in, Ryan Hollingshead, he kind of misses the turnaround after the pass from Ryan, skies it over the top. And all I'm thinking is, this guy, Ryan Hollingshead, is putting himself into a heck of a lot of positions to score goals. Oh, that's right. We're only playing two up front. So that meant we were really pushing Ryan Hollingshead up into some offensive positions. I was really happy with the way Ryan Hollingshead played here. Philly, when it comes to notes, I really don't have all that much left in the first half. I, I want to defer to you because I know you probably took a little better notes in the first half. No, I, I mean, I mean, I take a lot of notes, honestly. Like, that's where I, I pretty much spend the majority of my time. Like, I look, I believe it or not, you guys think of me as like, you know, funny Philly, uh, whatever, frustrated Philly, clown Philly. But I'm sitting there taking really diligent Wait, notes. Wait, I got a bunch of other names. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you do. I'm Are sure we, you have a laundry list of, of fun names. Uh, okay. You want, you want to throw one of them out there? Yeah, you're, you're my... You're my friend, Philly. Oh, man. Flattery will get you everywhere, Scott. <laughs> go, I love you. I on. love you, La Bufanda. 36-minute <laughs> cheat show with some really fun maneuvering. Puts one past Marcinkowski. But let's put it this way. He was cherry-picking like a mother. He was offside. Was a no off. question as a result of that. A minute later, dangerous Zach Morris on steroids. Cade Cowell with a great opportunity. A great shot, but that ball just curls out. It just curled out. He had a beautiful <laughs> shot from the left side, left side of the box. all the way. No, I get it. But like, if, if it was if it, if he was more of a veteran, that might have like curled in a little bit better. Maxime would not have had a shot at that. He's in his third season, by the way. Cade Cowell. Yeah, he's in his third season. This, 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 come on, seriously, you're 25, Cade. Like you're not 18. That's that's <laughs> such crap. But uh, but that's pretty much it. Two minutes of stoppage is what we end up with. Yeah. Nothing really happening. And uh, going into the half, we're tied at two apiece. Shots on goal, pretty active. Six to four. LAFC in the catbird seat that way. Uh, in terms of shots um, on targets. Ooh, I guess I didn't take that statistic. That is fine. But I mean, between the two teams, we had no doubts that they would both come out aggressively. Why? LASC came off a, a very disappointing loss against the Galaxy. That's one and, way of putting it. And San Jose coming off an even more embarrassing loss against the USL team. I, actually, that is Sacramento Republic. I, I disagree. I don't think any loss that we've had in our entire five years of existence was more embarrassing than that one. Well, no, I think Minnesota United really had the most embarrassing loss, losing to Union Omaha. They're the Cinderella story so far. Remember, they're not a USL championship team. They're a USL League One team. They're a double A team that's playing up here with the big boys. So I'm kind of excited about that. Luke, I realize we didn't ask you, where do you sit during the matches? Where are your season tickets? Yeah, that's okay. Uh, we have season tickets in the southwest corner, very front row. So we nice. are right down there where Carlos Vela takes his corner kicks right in front of us. So I get to cheer him on. I would just love to jump down on the field. And like, and you're up. So southwest corner is like underneath the press boxes and all that stuff the up there, boxes. right? It, what, the, the main reason we picked that, because we, we we didn't know the first thing about like supporters culture and all that when we were you know getting our tickets and everything. Sure. We were excited about it, but we wanted to just, we wanted seats where we felt like we could get to see the game, 
you know, right up front. And frankly, uh, we also wanted to be in the shade. Yeah. Uh, hey. And, yeah. And, you know, no offense right? to all the folks out on the east side, mm-hmm. but um, those you know those those mid afternoon games on a summer day where yeah. it's like eighty. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Degrees. Oh look, no, it's brutal. No, thank you. We have plenty of friends that sit over in Fig Club and over on the two hundred section on that side, and we look at some of those morning those midday games that we have and. They're just roasting over there on the side. Yeah, feel, Nina, yeah, Nina would not be a fan of that. Are you kidding? Nina would have killed me. I mean, she wears she wears sunblock in the shade. No, she needs to. She's well, no, she's she's fair skinned Opaque. Opaque. That's opaque. one way. So, so Luke, obviously, we had our feelings. We were mildly nervous about this game going into the half. Obviously, tied two two, and and what we would consider a very crucial turnaround game, a statement game, if you will. How did you feel going into the half watching this game? I mean, I was actually really disappointed because I thought we came out looking real strong. Yeah. And, you know, that second goal especially was just so... I mean, the, the, the first goal we gave up was just, you know, uh, uh, it was Janela giving up the ball yeah. super easy. And then that second one where you were describing it, just like Abobasi just sort of walking through a wide open lane with no, no one touching the ball. No it resistance. Just, it just felt like we we had two mental lapses and we got got dinged on both of them yeah. and meanwhile we were peppering their goal and we had some really good chances and to come away with that it, it just felt like what are we doing this again are we really doing <laughs> yeah, this again and we are stronger on almost every single thing except the scoreboard luke you bring up a good point and i think i, I speak for a lot of the the lafc faithful for the millions and millions and millions i like it see there we go <laughs> it, it seems like lafc is giving up fewer chances per match than we are earning ourselves, but it also seems like our opposition is capitalizing more on the fewer chances that we give them. And this was one of those where, I mean, look, it was the Jeremy Abobasi show in the first half, clearly. Like he he should have had at least three goals in oh, this half. Easily. If not Sebastian four. Absolutely. If not four. So we got very, very lucky there. That being said, we go into the half it's 2-2, so you're thinking, all right, we were up 2 nothing. It's bad to have squandered a two-goal lead. But at the same time, it's 0-0 going into the second half. And and look, I, I don't wanna I don't wanna say it, but I called it on 110 football that Brian Rodriguez would have a breakout game. Now look, I, it's not like it's not like I was calling anything too far out of the ordinary. I think it was three out of the four of us that picked Brian to I be our, our player to watch. I did not. You did not? You were talking about how, like, you know, you're Captain James Smith and you're going to go that's, down on the Titanic. Right. You picked and, and I made Chicho. the comment. I made the you comment like, Chicho. yeah, I did pick Chicho. I made the comment. It's like, you know what? You go down on that Titanic and enjoy your Sanka as you were going down on that Brian ship. Well, However, well, sir, in the 47th minute, I, I, I put insert foot into mouth, Philly. Brian. Yes, Brian. Under JT's leg, the ball went flying. So. Excited for Brian Rodriguez. And, and look, song, Luke. what I love more than anything else is watching the 22,000 people at Bank of California Stadium. They they weren't necessarily cheering as they were saying, finally. Yeah, there was more of a breath of a Finally. Breathe. Yeah, breathe? it was like this, a that, breathe? What was that? What's happening I mean, over there? You, you fed me four fingers worth of tequila. <laughs> the fact that I'm still coherent baffles my you're, mind. You're doing I actually great. didn't believe it until I saw the net moving because I just thought, <laughs> right? this is another moment where Brian's right? going to miss. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. And, and look, I have talked about this for episodes. I am I am not only, I feel like it's the hair club for men. I'm not just the president. I'm a client. Uh, I think I am not only <laughs> the bus driver, but I look back and I I think I'm the only one on that bus uh, sometimes, but oh man, 
Thank you, Brian. An assist on the tying yeah, goal yes, or assist on, that. on the goal that would be the tying goal. Yeah. It wasn't starting out that way. He nearly connected with Sifu for another one. He, he might have had two assists. Look, he had, he again, he was our best offensive threat today, and he was exactly who we needed him to be. Brian Rodriguez has helped me finally have words for the last verse of Brian's song. Because, look, I'll, I'll let the cat out of the bag. We are up 3-2, and that would be all yeah. LAFC would need. Look, we obviously have some things that we want to talk about in the second half. In the 57th minute, the missile of a leg that Cade Cowell has absolutely put one on Maxime Cropot, but a beautiful jumping kind of punch-away save. I mean, that ball was an absolute rocket. I don't think I could throw a baseball as fast as Cade Cowell kicked that soccer ball. And Philly... My next note of any import, you may want to talk about some other stuff. I get it. But in the 75th minute, you were talking about it right there. Latif to Brian, who yeah. almost had a goal. I think we think he, yeah. we all think he took one too many touches on that. No, he he certainly did. He um we talked about how if he would have one time that he might have had a, an opportunity. I get what he did initially, but one too many touches yeah. as far as his footwork is concerned. The kid knows how to dribble. The kid knows how to juggle. He kind of knows at this point how to get himself out of trouble, but he very much knows how to get himself into trouble as well. In this particular instance, though, he he just he got a little too cute with the ball, yeah. and as a result of that, JC, JT Marcinkowski, uh, I mean, he, he telegraphed it to him. Yeah. There's no doubt. Had he just struck the ball the minute like he had that first touch, sure. we're looking at a brace for Brian, and uh, no doubt his best game ever as a member of the black and gold, but sometimes when you just, you get too cute, you hold on to the ball, you pass the ball a little too much. I mean, this has been a problem that we've seen with LAFC since 2018. Yeah. And it all starts off with Marco Urania being the first person to piss us off <laughs> in the box. And now, and now it's Brian. Fast forward five years later. We're still dealing with the same stuff. But you know what? Again, JT Marcinkowski made a really good He's save. A solid but- keeper. Yeah, he's a very solid keeper. He just has a crap back line. Yeah. He would have been solid for a team like us or somebody else. But hey, I wanted Brian to score that goal just as much as you did. I speak negatively about this kid so much. Why? Because I know he can be successful. Sure. He, without a doubt, is a good player. But he's so unbelievably frustrating to watch because all the tools, the mechanisms are there. He's got a million-dollar leg. We've argued a 10-cent brain, but it's getting better. That Absolutely. gap is starting to narrow. And you know what? Hopefully this is the game that's going to push him into the stratosphere because it didn't work out with his push to Spain. It didn't work out in many other ways, but it's starting to work out. He seems to be locked in, and I do. Honestly, defenders, I do want this kid to succeed. I think my issue with that with that particular goal or the, the yeah. attempt at the goal that got saved was it's either you shoot it right away or when he brings it back, he had Moose wide open on the other side. Oh, yeah. Like, you either you either pass it or you shoot it right away, but, like, he kind of got stuck in between those two things. Absolutely. You got to, you gotta, well, there's a there's a, a saying that I want to say because we're family friendly, but you're absolutely right. Look, you, you have to either decide to make the pass or decide to shoot, and, and we talked about it with Brian. He's, he's usually unselfish. He'll make the pass, but I, I think he was starting to feel himself a little bit after yeah. that last goal. It's been a while since he yeah. put one in the back of the net. And so. honestly, Luke, thank you for, for mentioning that because I'm looking at my notes and I'm like, who's Moses? Moses is open. I didn't realize I misspelled Moose. Philly's <laughs> notes are always really entertaining, by the way. Spell check does, oh, just does not Just wait till move. you see how, what, what the word shot looks like in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> Look, 84th minute, 
Uh, look, we haven't talked a lot about substitutes in this game, but we have 10 goals from substitutes on the year. We almost got lucky number 11 from a substitute as Mahala, a player who substituted in at some point in the second half on a note that I don't have. It was Latif Tamus, who, by the way, also substituted in the second half, who splits the defenders. What a great job by Moose. He just beelined for that goal. He knows his job. He understands the assignment. Split those two defenders, stayed on his feet, kept going, and he finds Mahala there on the right side, and Mahala gets JT to come all the way out. All you have to do, and I couldn't do this in real life, so I'm not really complaining, but all you have to do, Mahala, the professional soccer player that you are, and I am clearly not, is just to get no a little way. air under the ball. I know, right? Just to get a little air under the ball, a little chip. Oh, get get out the sand wedge and just boop right over the keeper. Instead, he's able to, Marchinkowski is able to get a hand on it and make a great save because the ball stays low. For some reason, Mahalo didn't try to chip him. He had him so far out. It was really the one bit of bad positioning, but I guess you can call it good positioning because he wound up making the save from JT Marchinkowski. Just get the ball in the air. There we are in the 84th minute. It was almost a scarf goal in the 83rd minute, but you know what? What are you going to do? It didn't happen. Philly, Brian with a game-winning goal. Can we just talk about that for a minute? Brian with a game-winning goal. Really want to talk about that? I I'm just saying. I, I'm still letting like that statement like hit me like Brian right? with the game winning goal. I'm kind of dumbfounded by by the sound and, of that. That's and, not anything we hear often. And one other thing, we were all looking at this. We all talked about this during our, our little pre show chat that we were having, warming up there on the sidelines. We wanted it to happen. The first time he's even been in the 18. Yeah. All season with yep. Steady Eddie. Yeah. And, and I, I just have a feeling if it had stayed 2 nothing and it was a two-goal gap, or if we had found a fourth and it was 4-2 in the 90th to salt away the time, to salt away the game on the back line, the place would have gone ape. I think yeah. it would have been unreal. And, and I can't wait in about two and a half, three weeks. I hope... He actually makes his debut for us again in Seattle, so we can see, make sure he's a hundred percent on turf. Though I, I don't know that. I yeah, know no, that. he's he brings oh, up a really right. good point. I don't want to see Eddie make his debut drip, on turf. Drip, drip, Very drip, good point. Drip, 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 drip. Those are the back, words going back. back into my mouth. <laughs> Luke is he is Luke. Luke, came, you're all right, man. Uh, we should have you on the pod to more go often today. No, he's going to take my spot. Get the heck out of here. That being said, <laughs> I, you're absolutely right. It's it's going to be against the uh, New Jersey Energy Drinks. I have that I feeling. That's okay. You can hate that team and celebrate that Eddie is likely going to play some significant minutes. He's not going to go 90 for a few matches, guys. Everybody relax. That's one thing I want to be clear about. We cannot just put all our hopes and dreams in Eddie. Maybe he could be physically ready to right. go. He obviously has some fight in him because we saw him in Dignity Health Sports Park right? ready to knock off some heads. <laughs> but when it really boils down to it, when you're coming from a serious injury, yeah. coming off of one like an ACL, a lot of that is mental. Will you be able to be as quick? Right. Will you make those cuts? Will you have flashbacks of what it is that you did when you sustained that injury? Right. So we've seen... Players that have never been able to mentally come back from sure. something like that. So, you know, we cannot put our hopes and dreams into him just yet. But still, having him back is going to be such a spiritual uplifting for this club. We, we've we been plagued by the injury bug. And at this point, it, thank God, we're going into a break. Because we have a lot of players that have been bit by that oh, injury bug. And absolutely. so, we, we need this. I mean, it, it's been Vela. It's been Segura. I mean, we have hamstring issues with Brian. Izzy. Franco Escobar. I mean, Daniel Henry, the list goes on and on. 
We are Julian lo- Gaines. Again, I'd love to know pelvis. why or how your pelvis is that punctured. Unbelievable. <laughs> We're going on a year right why did now. Why he puncture his pelvis? Well, I don't know. It's it's just, it, just, it was just the, you know, the, the alliteration of it. It was just oh, like fun it. to say. And, and, and he I punished think, his pelvis. I don't know. It doesn't sound as... I think, sounds weird that way. I think Luke also just brought up a good point, too, for Eddie Segura moving forward. Don't expect to see Eddie Segura playing in Portland or all that many minutes in Portland at all. Don't expect to see him playing in Vancouver or Seattle. Yes, the three greenest, wettest cities that we play on all have turf. And Vancouver's I think, indoors, though. Yeah, Vancouver plays on a carpet. Like, yeah. inside, inside Bad a carpet place, BC place. I don't place. understand. They grow grass everywhere in yeah, Vancouver. Yeah, they do. Put some on the... T- oh, God. It just <laughs> angers me. But I, I do think for the rest of this season, we'll be playing a little bit of management with Eddie Segura, at least until he shows he can be healthy. But what's going to be so great is maybe Eddie starts the match, plays the first 45, and then we bring on Giorgio Chiellini to finish out the match of the next 45. And I still have my reservations about that. You can have your reservations. I am driving that bus all the way to LAX. I will pick you up, Giorgio. We can go hang out and eat at Alessandro Del Piero's restaurant in downtown. Oh, my God. If it happens, you guys, I am all in. All, all I know is that ever since he went out with injury last season, yeah. ever since we lost Eddie to injury, it has felt like we are taping together our back line yep. game after game after game. And we, we had a pretty good run to start the season, but it has just felt like even with, you know, with the injury bug biting Franco yep. and, uh, you know, with Murillo out with his yellow card, it's just, it's just one thing after another. So it will just be good to have that consistency back on that back line. I yeah. completely agree. When we are healthy, there's no doubt in my mind that we are the deepest, most dangerous team in major league soccer. The fact that we are still able to hold on to the mantle of being best in the West and best, best in, in MLS. MLS. I mean, that speaks volumes. Imagine if we're completely healthy and you bring in somebody like a Chiellini. Look, right. sky is the limit. Yes, losing to the Galaxy sucked. It sucked beyond imaginable beliefs. But we're still in this with the ability to win a trophy and potentially get in the CONCACAF Champions League. Yeah. But this break couldn't, again, come at a better time. Thank the soccer gods that they were at least a little nicer to us now than they have been in previous seasons. All right, so here's something fun we do at the end of uh, each recap, Luke. We talk about our man of the match. I'll go first with this one, and I'm going to stick with I the one. I wonder who he's going to yeah. pick. No, no, no. Au contraire, mon frere. Uh, I am going to take the one that I said to on 110 football because as much as I want to say Brian Rodriguez, believe me, You'll have a song about it on the next episode. I will highlight I don't all believe of the you. wonder that was Brian Rodriguez. I don't, do you believe but, him? But uh, we'll see. We'll see. All right. Very Le- diplomatic answer. I appreciate Latif that. Latif Blessing to me. Oh, and I think I might have taken Luke's. I don't know. Luke, was that was that going to be your guy or is that? No comment. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. I don't know. All right. So Latif Blessing to me in this match, his passing was so much crisper than it has been in so many matches before. His possession, when we needed him to be a holding mid, he was a holding mid. When we needed him to be an attacking mid, he was an attacking mid. I thought Latif, for all of the bumps that he's got in his game, for all the little things that we wish he did better, he had a ball that he absolutely should have at least put away or put on net a little bit later on in the second half. But that being said... I thought all of the little things that Latif did today showcases why, and I said this on 110 Football, I'll say it now. If Latif Blessing continues his career and finishes out his career with LAFC, I really do think that right next to the eventual Carlos Vela statue that they are going to build, 
I think Latif Blessing will be right next to him. And it shows what an incredible journey that Latif Blessing had playing in, in the uh, Ghana's Super League, Ghana's first division team coming all the way over. Their starting, leading scorer, FYI. He was starting out at, at Sporting Kansas City in Major League Soccer. Not won really, a U.S. Open Cup. Not really getting a lot of burn, though, with them, right? He was a player that played in a lot of matches like the Open Cups and, and like the other uh, the the uh, non-MLS regular season games for most of his tenure there with Sporting. And then he comes here. And he's not just a starter. He's not he's not a, a role player. He is one of the linchpins of what this club has been built on over the last five years. And I thought if you if you wanted a game that truly encapsulates the best of Latif Blessing this season, I think this was probably his best game of the season so far. There's a star man playing on the right. His name is Latif Blessing and he's really dynamite. Yeah. Songs. All right, so so obviously, look, you 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 might we might have alluded to the fact that we know who your play man of the match was, but uh, or we don't, well, or now, we don't. Now, I don't that, know. now that you went with Latif, I had I had I had to think about okay, well, right, who else would it be if it wasn't Latif? And I actually I think I would go with Ryan Hollingshead. Yeah, I, there you go. That that dude was all over the field, yep. and he he was brought in at a winger, whatever that. What I mean, I don't even know. Yeah, he, he played wing back for a little bit. He played midfield for a little bit. Right, You're absolutely right. right. Scored a goal. He was involved in the other opportunity for scoring opportunities. I mean, and and I think the thing that stuck with me actually was after the game they, when they had the press conference and they had he was interviewed. And one of the things he said was, "Look, we knew going into this game we had nothing coming up for the next few weeks, and we had to just leave it all out on the yeah. field today." And I really felt like he did that. He just did that with his play. It was just phenomenal, outstanding. I couldn't agree more. Look, at, at times he was a striker for us in the box. I mean, the guy really was everywhere. You're right. He contributed to all three phases of play. Philly, your man of the match. Say it. Say it. Say it. <laughs> Do it. He, he set me up for this because he knows it kind of irks me, but it also makes me kind of like cackle at the same time. And part of it is kind of weird because my wife is utterly obsessed with this person, which is another reason why I don't necessarily like talking and singing his praises as much. Because, yeah, my wife loves him a little too much. But, Brian. Yes, Brian. <laughs> sometimes you. when my wife talks about him, it makes me crying. <laughs> Regardless. Look, there's no doubt in my mind that Brian Rodriguez, Raito, played one hell of a game. He scored a goal. He assisted on a goal. Nearly assisted on another one. Nearly scored another. He was dangerous. One of the most, if not the most dangerous player on LAFC. He was a menace to San Jose's backline. He made JT Marcinkowski like squeal. He was such a good player. I, I mean, I like it. I, 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 I would him, I would have squealed if uh, you know with the goal that he put past him. That's probably something that Marcinkowski thought I, I could have had that run it back. I would have stopped it. But he played a phenomenal game and he was aggressive. I had so many issues with him last season because he would dribble into trouble this season in particular the last match he would get out of trouble by dribbling but then he would pass it to somebody yeah. who was sandwiched by other defenders or people wouldn't make the runs with him so I don't know what it is something's been plaguing our our third in this case in his case our second designated player spot but today he certainly earned his paycheck he certainly played outstanding and yes as much as it you know go on as much as you you take joy sheer joy Every out of watching of it well, I would take more joy, sheer joy, out of listening to like this finished Brian song. We're going on two years That's of waiting for it. That's not true. So simply I promised true. a Chicho Arango song on one episode. The next episode, hey, thank you, Barry Manilow. I created the song. You We're did still- deliver. Thank you. Like Carl Malone, the mailman, I deliver. But regardless, 
<laughs> Brian, my man of the match. Uh, Congratulations. Clip Stay that. away from my Save wife. Save it. I love it. <laughs> Look, after week 14 in MLS, there's still the Austin Galaxy game to go, but LAFC will be at the top of the table no matter what happens during this two and a half, three week international break at 29 points. We will at worst be two points clear of the West and in the Supporters Shield. We could go as many as three points clear if Austin doesn't get a result. So, Look, I'm loving where we're at going into the international break. Top of the table, coming off a win, exercising a few of those demons from Wednesday, but there's still a whole lot of demons that we have to talk about at another point. And now, without an open cup match on the horizon, we have a break. Some much-needed time off for LAFC. MLS, of course, taking their international break, and the boys don't have a match until June 18th up in Seattle, which, again, is going to be a fun one with... There you go. With uh, LAFC playing at noon and then Angel City playing at like 7 or 7.30, both at Lumen Field on the same day, June 18th. That's going to be a lot of fun. Nina and I will be there for sure. We're trying to twist Philly's arm and bank account into allowing him to go up there with Panda as well. And after that, LAFC has a little mini gauntlet to run. We just finished playing four games in 14 days and then four games in 14 days, which if you do the math and carry the four and add the three, that's eight games in 28 days. Well, you know what? LAFC will have three games in seven days. Gee, bus. With LAFC having two home matches, one against Red Bulls on the 26th and a strong Dallas squad on the 29th before traveling to Vancouver on the 2nd. So you got boom, 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 three matches in a row after having a little bit of a break. And then looming on the horizon six days after that, July 8th. I know, it's coming. July 8th, we get Carson back at the bank. So lots to happen before the Derby at Bank of California Stadium. But look, we get a little bit of a break. We get people back healthy. We get to, we'll probably wind up playing with the lineup a little bit with those three games in seven days. So we'll see what happens there. But that being said, a much-needed break for these boys and a much-needed break for Defenders of the Bank. Oh, my God. I am so there. tired. So many sleepless nights. I mean, we've recorded eight podcasts in the month of May. I, I'm pretty sure this is a record, if, I, if I'm not wrong. We've done well. I mean, we, we certainly have done well. Sure. We're right around the corner from episode 200, and we've got some pretty, pretty darn cool things We, we hope in it'll the happen. Works. We're, we're working well, on we it. Well, we got one awesome interview coming up for sure. Yes. Uh, we've got another potential awesome one coming up for sure. But I got to talk about how awesome it was having Luke as our guest on this pod. This Dude. has been something that we, we've been talking about you know, for a little while. Other than the technical difficulties that we experienced <laughs> few. Uh, between my laptop and Scarf's uh, you know, forgetfulness, how would you describe your experience hanging out in world famous Philly Monster Studios with these two knuckleheads called Philly and the Scarf? Exactly as I expected. <laughs> if you had any idea what went on behind the scenes while we were trying to record today, you would really appreciate that comment. Cats chewing on wires. R- remember, laptop difficulties. Y- you can find him at LAFC Luke on social media. And when we come back from this break, it will be LGBTQ Pride Month and please. Please, please go out there and support all the fantastic organizations that are doing everything they can to keep pride, not just during the month of June. No, no, it should be during the entire year. 365 days out of the year. Again, go back to the top of the episode. Luke has told you all kinds of fun ways that you can be an LAFC supporter and support Pride and Pride Republic, which is one of our fantastic supporters groups for LAFC. And again, this has been an absolute blast 
having Luke here. And Luke listens to the episodes, so he should be able to get this part right. We have spent well over an hour and all kinds of technical difficulties, but you know what? We made it it work, and you know how we like to end all of our episodes. Bye-bye. Let's go!